The only way I could do that, if you wanted me to, I could come and pick it out, and then I can go pick it up from your place, or you could just pick me out of there, or you could pick me out, and I could just go pick up my truck, or you can just come pick me out of my truck, <laughs> or you could just pick it out, or you could come pick me out of here, or you can come pick it up, and then I can pick you out, or whatever you want to come pick up, and you just let us be there. I just don't care of it. I have to pick you up at home and then. Um, did I just have a stroke? <laughs> stroke of genius. What do you got for me? Um, do you want to explain what's going on before people turn off the show because no. they're having strokes? <laughs> no. I want them to suffer through their strokes. I'm just kidding. If you're actually having a stroke, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you going to explain? or? Yeah. So... I'll explain this later as well, but I thought it'd be funny if we begin the episode instead of jokes doing stories told by predictive text. Yeah, a little stroke of, I was going to say a little stroke of genius, but it's just a little stroke. Yep. All right, mine that I have is the only way I could be a better player than you are right now in this situation would have to have the best team on your side to beat the team and be able to play for the best player on your team in this position, is if we can get a ball in this position, we will win it, is the only thing we have in the world to beat you in the next round. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, actually, is... I, I So I did that a couple times, and that's just what I... I didn't even read through this one. I just kept clicked, clicking. I just kept clicking. I didn't even read it. Demon didn't even know it was coming across the predictive text and everything. I just, um, yeah, I just kept clicking. But the first one I did was all about soccer, European football. No clue why. <laughs> you specified. No, no clue why. But it, it kept mentioning like England. It kept mentioning players, kind of like yours did, uh -huh. um, and teams. And I think even at one point it said something about a goal, and then it just started like repeating the same sentence, which was like something. And then, and in London, and in London, and in London, and it just like kept repeating that. I'm like, okay, I'm stuck in a loop. So I restarted again, and I actually do have it. I probably won't read it, but I do have it um, at the end of my notes just in case I needed to fill some time. Uh huh. But I'm I'm pretty sure I'll fill up all the time. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, I thought it'd be kind of funny to uh to do predictive decks instead of jokes. Yeah. Um, and I'll I'll explain why in like as I'm going through the story why I thought of that. It's going to be so funny, though, because I can guarantee everyone listening to us for the first 10 seconds, we're like, what, 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 what? Like, as usual, <laughs> Miles is not making sense, so it might not that be that big of a surprise to them. That's funny. But yeah, how's it going? Good. We are uh, hanging in there. Two weeks officially postpartum, which means we have a two-week-old baby. Heck yeah. Feeling normal-ish. <laughs> Define normal um like a human being as normal as one would expect after pushing out a baby yeah yeah two weeks <laughs> later um as normal as anybody who gets four hours of sleep a night that is broken up <laughs> no it's all good though Definitely. 20 minute increments oh yeah those are the best nights <laughs> um but yeah no can't can't really complain what about yeah. you um i'm fine yeah i'm okay yeah. Did you hear that? Um, t so today is Groundhog's yes. Groundhog Day. Is it Groundhog's? Just Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. 
singular singular <laughs> groundhog, One groundhog day <laughs> and what's his face phil the groundhog did not see his shadow which means spring is around the corner dang it i saw Just someone kidding. comment like i guess someone said it wrong and it was like if he sees a shadow then it's six more weeks of winter but if he doesn't see a shadow then spring is in six weeks and they're like that's the same thing <laughs> <laughs> And someone's like, no, 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 it's not six more, or not six more weeks. It's the phrase is spring is around the corner. Well, I'm really excited for this story, Mr. Miles. Yeah. So this story is yeah. actually also <laughs> told by predictive tech. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> there are, um, have you heard of the show Riverdale? Yeah. Have you ever seen it? No people so that show is completely unhinged i watched the first season and thought it was fantastic and then i was like two episodes into season two when i called it quits because it just goes like bananas like it is insane and it goes it starts out with this show that's like murder mystery in this small town to being like in the same universe as sabrina the teenage witch Mm -hmm. and like i don't know there it's there's witchcraft by the end of it and everyone's like where did this even come from Okay. Moving on. Um, but someone had said that Riverdale was the first show ever that was written completely by predictive text. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, never seen it, but so I believe story it. is on. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, speaking of predictive text, so TikTok, right? Yeah. Uh, there's this, uh, I think it's like a dad and his son or something. Mm-hmm. And like at night, like they'll, they'll film their videos at night and everything. And like the, the dad will, or the son will walk out and the dad will be there. And it'll just like start saying some like random stuff. Um, and they're pretty popular video- videos too. But I-, I couldn't even give you an example because it's like completely random. Like words that should not go in the same sentence. Okay. I'll, I'll-, I'll try to find That's you. That's it? A- yeah. That's the whole video? Basically. And then like, but he answers, he asks, or he says this stuff kind of in like a question kind of format. Sure. And then the son answers and he's like, interesting. Well, if the cat strikes three and the color yellow is in the bin or something like that, it's like completely random. I'm like, I, I commented on the video and I'm like, like a video created by predictive text or something uh-huh. like that. And the creators responded with predictive text. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are funny. <laughs> anyway, enough about predictive text. Everyone's probably sick of it by now. Nah. Uh, I have a story. Sure. That isn't predictive text. Okay. Cool. I believe you. So, question first. What would it take for you, personally, to need to take revenge on someone or to seek out revenge on someone? look at me funny on a tuesday morning and that's it <laughs> I, I i can attest to that <laughs> no i'm just kidding me too. um i don't know i think revenge yeah like think think of like the the most extreme case of revenge like you you are intending on seeking this person out and either putting them in jail or like you know doing justice yourself i.e killing them um probably if they harmed my kids okay intentionally especially okay so like any form of assault i mean i i don't think i actually would go that far if i didn't have to like i'll let the justice system take care of it 
I don't know, but if it ever came down to it, that's probably what I would do. I mean, cool. that would, that's probably what it would take. So you draw the line on your personal morals at kids. Yeah, my children. Like, I, I, sh- would... I couldn't say morals because, like, personally, I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, morally, I, I mean, at that point, I wouldn't care about morals. I would just do what I can to... Right. Well, I, I've, I've had the question posed a little bit differently, and it and basically it's like, would you kill for your kids? Mm-hmm. And it's like, without really go, diving into context, yes, absolutely I would. I mean, obviously there is a line. Sure. Like, I'm not just going to, you know, murder someone because they called my kid a name. Mm-hmm. But, like, in defense of my children, 100%. Yeah. And so I think that that's kind of it, though. Like, I don't know, like, how far that yes carries if that makes sense. No, I get what you mean. Okay. Like, it would have to... I mean, it's not going to happen. I won't let it happen. But it would... Like, for it to happen, that's how you would know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, why why that question? What's up? All right. Well, let's think of movies, right? Always. So, Taken. Good movie. Good movie. For sure. Uh, Django Unchained. We watched that recently. That's an intense movie. That's an intense movie. The Equalizer. Gladiator. John Wick. All yes. good movies. All He did it for a puppy. He did it for a Well, yeah. Braveheart <laughs> as well. Miriam the Mafia Mom. Hey. I said mom. Mom. Wow. You, uh, you're a little American <laughs> oh, over there, mom. aren't you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, revenge is a very popular topic in sure. the media. Just because, like, it's it's thrilling. It's a kind of a... I don't know. Yeah, sure. thrilling. Thing is what well, use. a couple of those, like, okay, um, not... The Django, because that one's like a love interest. Well, that one's more about his freedom. It, but like, well, it's his wife. His wife is like being held as a slave. Oh right, yes, yeah. I remember now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Taken, it was for his kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maria, the mm-hmm. mafia mom. <laughs> mom. 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 <laughs> Did it for her kid. I regret everything. Revenge. I'm deleting this episode. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, a few of the other ones, though, I haven't seen. Like, I haven't seen Gladiator. I haven't seen Equalizer. You haven't seen Gladiator? Uh-uh. Movie night. Okay. <laughs> anyway, point of the story is we all love a good revenge story. Absolutely. Uh, on each one of these movies, there was a tipping point for the protagonists. So, how long is your fuse? Rhetorical question. You don't have to answer it. Where was I? So, our... Bless you. <laughs> our story today takes place... In Sonora, Mexico. Or not takes place. It begins in Sonora, Mexico. A boy was born in the year 1829. Date unsure. And his name was Joaquin Murrieta. That was a horrible Spanish accent. That was actually pretty good. Joaquin Murrieta. Beautiful. Had to change it. I'm going to try to avoid saying Murrieta throughout the episode. But (laughs) I'll just call him Joaquin. So little is known about Joaquin's upbringing, really only that he attended school in his youth. Probably just like an average public school back then, sure. whatever it was. In the year 1849, when he, when he was in his late teens, probably like 19 years old, possibly 20, he, like many others during this time, underwent an expedition to California and brought with him friends and family, including his new wife, Rosa Felice, his younger brother, Jesus, his stepbrother, also Jesus, and three of his brothers-in-law, and then eight cousins from different sides of the family. It's like a random group of people. Yeah, pretty but, random. Okay, so this was a common thing to just take a bunch of people that you know? And... I mean, not necessarily like take people, but I don't know. They, 
the gold this was like during the gold rush time so the california gold rush so everyone was moving out to california to get some of that good stuff they move out there yes oh okay sadly though for joaquin and his gang and many others other of our you know south of the border visitors during the california gold rush they were not met very well what made it worse you know racism and all that stuff Yeah, yeah yeah what made it worse was joaquin and gang were quite successful with their gold mining making other miners jealous Ooh. content warning okay heads up so this jealousy got so bad that he was allegedly beat up and forced to watch while their antagonizers raped his wife um he was also accused of stealing a horse which he did receive through a legitimate way he was like borrowing a horse from like a cousin of his but people thought that he stole it Again, going back to the whole racism thing. And then after this occasion, the brutes took him again, tied him with a rope on a tree, or to a tree, whipped and beat him again. And if that wasn't enough to push him over the edge, they also hanged his younger brother. What the heck? So this was kind of Joaquin's tipping point. Firstly, they violated his wife in front of him, killed his brother, and then just something inside of him just snapped yeah, on top of all the racism and discrimination and all that stuff. This was his tipping point, he says. This was his tipping point. That, yeah. My tipping point feels very low in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> the once innocent amateur prospector of gold became a rage-crazed avenger of those he lost. Well, Did his wife die His too? wife didn't die. His wife is still with him, but, but he lost his brother. Sure. And like, you know, you're not the same after something like that happens right one by one those who were involved in the heinous assault were murdered and then okay revenge is a dish best served with a little more than a few minutes of the same kind of love that was the predictive text i, I started like typing out dishes of uh, revenge is a dish best served cold and then it had other options i'm like oh that'd be funny so i wanted to see what it would like spell out and that's what it was anyway revenge is a dish best served cold in london in london just kidding (laughs) with players on the team joaquin was done playing innocent he decided to lean in to what the americans took him for a criminal oof he gathered his not so merry men consisting of cousins brothers-in-law and he formed his ne'er-do-well gang and took to stealing horses killing anyone who stood in their way horses were also like a big thing back then as well 1800s you know our favorite time period his posse grew with his reputation eventually being split in like his band being split into three different groups having two of his close friends slash family lead the other groups so he was in charge of one and he had two others leading two other groups. All right. During the day, Joaquin was an avid gambler and gained a reputation by being very successful and by night was a notorious leader of a bandit gang. You know, I could totally see this mindset also being about um, protection. Mm-hmm. Because if he was so innocent and like just trying to do the right thing and these bad things happened... Like, yes, he lost his brother, but he had so many people that came with him. Yeah. And so it's like, how else are you going to defend them mm-hmm. if you don't have a bad reputation? Like, I don't know if that makes sense. No, I, I get what you mean. 
It's like kind of intimidation. Yeah. To an yeah. Exactly. This is also giving the same vibe as kissing Kate Barlow from Holes, the school teacher. You know Holes. Yeah, the movie. Oh, the book. The the yeah. Yeah. I've only seen movie movie. and book. Uh huh. Um, but like. I haven't seen it in a while. She turns down the snobby guy. And she has a relationship with Sam, who is black and she's white. Mm-hmm. And for the time period, that was like a big no-no. Oh, I see what you're saying. And okay, so yeah. the guy who's rejected burns down her schoolhouse and then kills Sam. Mm-hmm. And she like goes rogue and is and becomes an outlaw mm-hmm. and starts robbing everyone and killing people. And then they nicknamed her Kissing Kate because she would kiss them. With sink venom, right? Or something? Probably, yeah, but she would, like, leave a mark. Like, that was, like, her yeah. MO, is that she would, like, kiss them after she killed them. Mm-hmm. People knew who killed them. It was kissing Kate. Cool. Anyway, sorry. That's, like, I know this is, like, not the same thing, because <laughs> that's a fictional story. Yeah, a little bit different. But that's just kind of what that reminded me of, was just, like, the active revenge that was so passionate. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay, so he gambles during the day. Yep. Lead, leads a bandit gang in the night. Mm-hmm. It was said that he was, quote, disguised the most when he showed his real features unquote interesting being as infamous as he was he of course was being hunted down by many one man who, who was tenaciously chasing Joaquin 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 was an express rider and Mexican war veteran Captain Harry Love and Captain Harry, um, Captain Love he actually almost captured Joaquin at one point, but just he was very quick to escape, Joaquin was. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole situation between Captain Love and Joaquin kind of seemed like they're very, very similar to like Jean Valjean and Javert. I thought about them too. Yep. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> You're like, think about movies, and I'm like, done. <laughs> Every movie that can come to mind. Right. There was another man as well. Uh, I was supposed to fix this. It says Predator Equator. Which is a typo. I don't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> Probably like equally determined. It's just basically just equally determined to, to catch Joaquin. Sure. Except yeah. he was a little bit more resourceful. And he reached out to the Tehon Indian chief and promised him half of the horses that the gang stole if they assisted in the bandits capture. That's kind of legit. Right. So this Indian chief, uh, he was, he wasted no time. And at first sight of the not so merry men. Captured them, tied them to a tree, and had all their horses stolen and all their possessions Wait, as well. the Indian chief did that? The Indian that? chief did that. What a boss. Right. After getting themselves free, they headed to their supply guy, whose name was Mountain Jim, <laughs> who gives them the things that they need, and then they head on their not-so-merry way. How do I get myself a Mountain Jim? <laughs> I wanted the same thing. <laughs> like, I want a guy. I, I thought of... um. Barney Stinson from How I Met Your how Mother. How he's a suit guy. <laughs> how, well, how he has multiple guys. He has like a baby guy. He has like a, a suit guy. He has just tons of guys. Well, and Schmidt, our new girl, has a denim guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want guys, but no one no one uh, likes me. So, <laughs> just kidding. So, Joaquin soon hears that Captain Love had captured one of his guys and goes out to rescue him. When Love sees them coming... And after seeing uh, how outnumbered he was, he shoots the hostage and makes off. Takes off. Joaquin then heard of another of their pursuers, whose name was General Bean. Unfortunate name. 
<laughs> who was spotted near San Gabriel, California, or San Gabriel. The banditi, which is what people call this little bandit, banditi, they made their way to meet General Bean for a surprise party slash attack. <laughs> okay. When they successfully ambushed him, one of the gang members, whose name was Three Fingered Jack, never mind, I wasn't going to say, I'm not going to say that yet, appropriately named as one hand he had on one hand he had three fingers from a war injury he stabbed general bean in the chest three times rough yeah um i'll I'll go ahead and mention now because i actually didn't put this in my notes and i was supposed to but this story is very much like um robin hood just like a little bit more violent we should play a game with our listeners okay kind of like my the the impromptu drinking game Mm-hmm. Where I was like, every time I say fun fact, you take a drink. In this case, y'all should just keep tally of how many references we make to other shows or movies. <laughs> well, they already have like seven in the beginning. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have two from New Girl and How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll let them do the math. They can figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You guys go back and listen. <laughs> and uh, if you come back at us with an answer, I don't know, we'll give you a shot or something. <laughs> Have a penny. You just have, like, the satisfaction of getting it right. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know the answer, so... Yeah. So Robin I'll have to count Hood? it up. Yep, so Robin Hood. But and... more what? Huh? You said it's like Robin Hood, but more... Oh, yeah. So, but more violent. <laughs> Robin Hood, but violent. Um, and I was going to say, this is what I, what I was going to say while I was telling this story. Um, Three-Fingered Jack kind of reminds me of Little John oh. in Robin Hood. <laughs> okay. So, after the surprise attack... The gang then goes on to the next town, Jackson, California. Here he ran into Joaquin. He ran into an old friend from before Joaquin's turn to the dark side named Joe Lake. The friends make a deal that if Joe doesn't rat them out and like let them know where Joaquin and his friends are, that they'll let him live. But Joe breaks a promise, so Joaquin kills him. So Joe rat him out? Yeah, Joe told on them. Joe, what the heck? Not cool, Joe. Nobody likes a tattletale. Some time passes. The gang finds out from a newspaper of the death of their comrade, Felice Reyes. While mourning, another friend of the gang shows up and warns Joaquin of an incoming group of pursuers. Instead of fleeing, Joaquin decides he wants to stay and put up a surprise kind of welcoming party. So Joaquin's getting a little cocky at this point. Yes. Sorry, I cut you off. (laughs) that's okay incoming americans <laughs> yes he says in the background <laughs> yeah he he's get, he's getting pretty cocky but the funny thing is and you'll realize through this story like he's very um he's kind of smug but like in a funny way where he's like like yeah you can't catch me because i'm a ghost and <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he just like he's just very He's a good leader, apparently, because people like him. And it doesn't, from from the article, it didn't really tell much about it. But um, like towards the end of the story, it does mention that like he did help a lot of people, like poor people, which is why he has like the Mexican Robin Hood mm-hmm. title, like just along his way. So you're not the only person that's thought that then about Robin Hood. No. So that's kind of like a universal yes. for him. Yes. That when your whole like I'm a ghost comment that made me think like of that line that you hear in movies where it's like, Oh, I don't speak Spanish. It's like, Well, you're speaking Spanish now. 
I only know how to say I don't speak Spanish in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you have, like, the one up, so you're just kind of being playful with it in a way. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Moving on. So, yeah. Instead of fleeing, Joaquin decides he's going to put on a surprise party for the Americans. I already said that. So, Joaquin, armed with 45 men, the Americans having 50, a bloody battle begins. Right. <laughs> a bloody battle begins. 20 men on both sides found as casualties, including Joaquin's close friend, Claudio. The battle eventually came to a stalemate, and while resting and recuperating from the battle, Joaquin heard some more troubling news. Their supplier, Mountain Jim, had been hanged in San Diego. Not Mountain Jim. Not, I know. I was so sad. Not our guy. He's the guy. He's just, I was about to say, he's just an innocent bystander. No, he's not. He's no, their he's, supplier. Yes. <laughs> just but. as guilty. But anyway. So their next stop after this whole ordeal was Stockton, California. Okay. So in order to get here, the gang needed to cross a river. And what better way to cross a river than a ferry? F-E-R-R-Y. Not, <laughs> I know. <laughs> not like the little mythical tiny thump. Um, what is it? Tinkerbell. Yeah. I was going to say Thumbelina, but she's not a fairy. Anyway. You don't have to, like, rub your feet together and say, I do believe in fairies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so he takes the fairy. Yes. Once aboard the ferry, Joaquin threatened the ferryman to give up his money. The ferryman replied by saying he only had $100 to his name. So this is where Joaquin shows a little bit of his gracious side he told the ferryman to keep his money as he would not rob a poor man who has done him no harm and instead offered to pay double the ferry rate for the trouble that he's caused Ah, what a gentleman when they arrived in stockton joaquin found a dead or alive poster of himself with a posted bounty of five thousand dollars and this is where like the smug but like kind of funny part comes in he took a pencil and wrote on the poster I will give $10,000 and then sign his name right next to it. <laughs> yeah, and this was also done in like front in front of like dozens of villages. That's hilarious. Villagers, in case that wasn't clear. They like ha- in uh, Entangled, whenever he sees the wanted poster, he's like, they didn't get my nose right. <laughs> right. It's like, we'll give you $5,000. I'll give I'll 10. I'll give you 10. <laughs> if you can Bring catch me, on. I'll give 10. It's like, that's not even me. Just kidding. <laughs> They heard of a mining hall that would be traveling, carrying a large sum of gold. After a brief shootout with the miners on a boat, they managed to make away with $20,000 worth of gold. Just a heads up, I didn't do any conversions of this because I didn't this feel like it. This is in the 1800s? Yes. So $20,000 worth, worth of gold. Would have been a lot of money. You can do the conversion yourself. I didn't because I'm lazy. Where's my phone? Where is my phone? I don't know. Me either. Never mind. <laughs> okay. We're not getting conversions. <laughs> Y'all do the conversions and let us know. Just listen to our past episodes where we did the conversions. <laughs> yeah. Use it as like a reference. After the successful raid, they met at a rendezvous point with one of his cousins, who was like a leader of another gang. Once they arrived, Joaquin and his men were greeted with 1,000 horses and 100 armed men. I wonder what the conversion for that is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Because horses back then, I think like a couple hundred bucks. No, I meant, like, I just meant the number. Oh. Like, what's the... <laughs> <laughs> what's a hundred 
horses in today's horses. <laughs> or a thousand horses, I should say. Okay. Anyway, probably yeah. like 50. <laughs> that night, Joaquin gave a speech and stated his desire to recruit and arm 2,000 men and march on the southern countries to, quote, kill the Americans wholesale. This is, there's so many people involved at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't know how. Well, he, he doesn't have 2,000 yet. He has like 100 plus however many he had prior. Okay. Not 2,000 sure. yet. That's just his goal. Where there's a will, there's a way, I guess. <laughs> Manifest it, babe. <laughs> babe. <laughs> Joaquin. Babe. Joaquin. <laughs> babe. Anyway. So after, the, after he reaches goal... He will be satisfied and said that all men will split the earnings and go live out their individual lives in peace. How lovely. Joaquin then made a way for a hotspot for gold mining, Calaveras County. Here he found a group of around 25 miners, kind of just grouped together, greeted them in such good English that they were unable to tell if he was an American or a Mexican. They invited them to. They invited him to eat with them, which he declined. He just went over to his horse, rested for a little bit until a man named Jim Boyce came along, only to identify their new friend as Joaquin Murrieta. Jim was mad at his men did not recognize him sooner and furiously ordered them to fire at him. Joaquin, did they? what did they? Yeah, they. they started like a shootout and everything well not a shootout because Rude. joaquin didn't fire back because he Can was you alone imagine how awkward that would have been if he was like eating lunch with them and then the guy's like dude shoot him <laughs> <laughs> yeah good thing he was on his horse already because like that would he probably would have been dead yeah 25 26 the end of the story yep sorry to interrupt go ahead that's okay so joaquin made a daring escape and made a plan to have them follow a false trail and did so by traveling 40 miles over several days in a circle. Then the famous Joaquin surprise attack comes. Shy surprise. He killed many of the men and made away with $30,000 from the dead men. So he's making pretty good haul. Don't kill people. <laughs> We're but... in the wrong profession. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so this next part is also kind of cool. And by cool, I mean like sly, clever. Sure. Okay. One of Joaquin's men had been put on trial for the murder of a minor. And just to be clear for those listening, he's saying minor as in like a person who mines. Yes. I Yeah. I Yeah. To make that clear, <laughs> that is exactly what I mean. Not someone who is underage. Yeah. E-R, not O-R. I, I've, there's been a few times where I've had to like correct myself mentally listening <laughs> to you say that, but I just want to make that public clarification. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So during this trial, a man by the name of Samuel Harrington, who was a very respectable and honest merchant, barges in and provides proof that this man on trial, whose name was Louis Vinuela, is actually an employee of Sam Harrington and had been for four years. Wait, wait, wait. I'm a little lost. What happened? So one of Joaquin's men, his uh -huh. name was Louis. Uh -huh. He's put on trial for the murder of a minor. Right, okay, yes, yeah. I'm here. So, like, in the middle of the trial, this merchant guy, very respectable, very honest man, mm -hmm. barges in to the room and says, like, wait, no, I have proof. And he, like, slams some letters on the desk 
of the like you know the judge or whatever Mm -hmm. and like i have proof that this man is my employee and has been for four years and that he is has no part in these like murderings and raids and stuff like that interesting okay so lewis is dismissed and he and sam go off on their not so merry way to go back to work for sam harrington well that doesn't really make sense that's not a very good transition i thought it was more clever (laughs) sam harrington was not sam harrington it was Joaquin. Oh. <laughs> Sam Harrington was yet another victim to the banditti. <gasps> what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, they just they killed Sam Harrington. And they and stole his identity. They stole his identity. Okay, I shouldn't be like impressed I said, by that, but I am. Like I said, like it's cool, but not like in a, like a, I don't even know how to say it. Just sly, very clever. Not necessarily like, whoa, that's so cool, man, like respect you uh-huh that, that's my gangster talk yeah but <laughs> i'm so white <laughs> is this okay so this story i'm assuming when before we recorded you said this reminds me of another story i did are you is this like a ned kelly yeah because i'm like this is so much like ned kelly where yep. it's like he's not necessarily the good guy but you're also like cheering him, him on <laughs> yeah yeah cheering him that's the better phrase as we've learned previously <laughs> not rooting for him <laughs> It's just for you Australian listeners. Just trying to keep it PG here. We're we're barracking for him. (laughs) Just kidding. All right. So another little side story. One of Joaquin's men came across a cabin housing three people, a girl named Rosalie, her lover, and her mother. So this bandit, his name was Reyes. He kidnaps a girl after being stricken by her beauty, leaves the other two injured but alive, and goes back to camp. Joaquin, when he finds out what had gone down is firstly relieved that the woman had not yet been taken advantage of but secondly was highly upset at the actions of his companion i mean at least there's that yeah so quote from joaquin on the matter quote i am surprised at you talking to reyes Uh i am surprised at you i have never done a thing of this kind i have higher purposes in view than to torture innocent females I would have no woman's person without her consent. I ought kill you, but since you have had some honor and manhood, I will let you off this time. So if you remember, his wife, his was, wife was assaulted, raped. In front of him. In front of him. And so like, that that's what to me is like really cool because he's, he's still loyal to his wife and everything um, during this whole time. Mm-hmm. Like they're in love mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it's just, it's just really cool that it, he still holds that value. Do you know if they had any kids? I don't. I don't think they did. I just imagine, like, little toddlers running around with pistols in their hands, like, <laughs> go daddy. Yeah, well, keep in mind, this is only over the course of, like, a, a few years. Right, so, like, little toddlers. This, <laughs> just so kidding. They were newly married when they moved to, to California. And this was in 1849. Mm-hmm. And, spoiler alert... The ending of the story takes place in 1853. Oh, Sorry, so it's like, really only yeah. a short period of time. Yeah. Wow. So like Which if that they... in itself is crazy because he gave himself quite the reputation yes. in such a short amount of time. Yes. Exactly. Wow, that's insane. Okay. All right. Where were we? Uh, after the quote. Um, so they then take this young woman back to her mother and her lover. And at this point, Joaquin and family had been, you know, to and fro quite a little bit. Um, and this is what I, like, mentioned before. Like, they had gone like, town to town. They had been meeting a lot of people. And some of these people that they met 
actually like were indebted to Joaquin mm-hmm. just for like the acts that he performed sure for them so that, yeah this was in nearly every town that he'd been through mm-hmm. but he still during this whole time he was still able to keep his identity a secret to many of his pursuers so like again like respect so it's like everybody knew who he was but nobody really knew who he was exactly like he was very like from that quote before like he um his best disguise is when he's like showing his like what he really looks like mm-hmm. kind of thing so kind of cool kind of cool that he's managed to keep up that front one of these unknowing pursuers you know of his identity was another captain captain charles ellis Charles ran into Joaquin actually at one point and didn't recognize him until it was too late. He hired the help of spies to scout out any suspicious Mexicans. The spies reported back to Charles a potential location for their hideout. Charles recruited four men and they all went to the spot to find Joaquin and eight of his men. Before being forced to retreat, Charles and his men managed to kill three of Joaquin's companions. Joaquin and more of his men attack a nearby camp, which enraged citizens, beginning to, like, basically a riot. All these citizens, like, rioted. So, like, they would burn houses, smash windows, steal TVs. Just kidding on that last one. But, <laughs> um, but I was, like, mathing in my head a little <laughs> bit there. But the, the intent of these, quote-unquote, rioters was to drive out the robbers because the, at, at this point they had been causing, like, a lot of just chaos in town and everything so they're just like we don't want you here get out Mm -hmm. so captain charles recruits more people with the intent to split up joaquin's group and then begins the wild goose chase and the joaquin's group was like one step ahead of them the whole time so like eventually charles just lost them whatever sure at this point although he was revered to many as a mexican robin hood joaquin started on a downhill slope becoming more described destructive and chaotic citizens were mad and collaborated with some of the pursuers many of joaquin's men started to be caught arrested then hanged joaquin himself manages to evade for quite some time until one night while asleep he was captured by a a man named prescott and his gang wow joaquin's men were awoken by the struggle and started firing leading to a shootout during which prescott actually landed a hit to Joaquin's chest with a double-barreled shotgun. Is that how he dies? Miraculously, Joaquin oh. survived the shot, <laughs> to which his companion Three-Fingered Jack said, quote, How it come not kill him, the devil only knows. I'm certain it would have done the job for me. Unquote. And that's a big... Maybe it was the two-finger advantage that he had. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's little John for you, everyone. (laughs) So time passes. It's now 1853. Harry Love, the Javert of the story. He gathers men, says he won't need more than 20, and sets out for the final capture of Joaquin Murrieta. Joaquin also had his own plan in mind. Joaquin also had his own plan... (laughs) This is going to be fun to edit. You should leave all of that in. That was amazing. I might. I might. Joaquin had his own plan in mind. No sneezing. 
Joaquin gathered 80 of his men and a buttload of horses. I don't know why he needed so many horses, but he had a buttload of them. Henry Love, a.k.a. Javert, was successful in locating Joaquin and his not-so-merry men. (laughs) But after realizing how drastically outnumbered he was, decided just to do a little bit of recon, you know, compile a list of names and and stuff. Um, But he still uh, stayed on Joaquin's tail, like followed him for quite a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Eventually, Henry, with eight of his men, found Joaquin with only six of his men. But remember, a lot of Joaquin's pursuers didn't know what he looked like, so, like, he couldn't identify him. And this was the case for Henry. Like, he had never seen Joaquin before, like, his face, so he had no idea what he looked like. And that's so funny, is I just imagine, like, keep a lookout for this guy. What does it look like? Yes. <laughs> he has a face. <laughs> does he though we don't know because we don't know what he looks like (laughs) i'm pretty sure like someone would identify him as a person with no face but anyway (laughs) it's pretty unique he's got at least five fingers (laughs) (laughs) all right so yep hadn't actually seen joaquin didn't know what he looked like didn't know he was actually in this group until they started like until it was like they were a little bit into the the chase and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They, he didn't realize who it was. So the the bandits realized they had been discovered and made an escaped attempt. Joaquin taking his horse, and Love was in hot pursuit. And he shot Joaquin's horse dead. That was rude. <laughs> what you just did there. So Henry, when he caught up, shot at jo- Joaquin, landing three successful shots killing him joaquin's now dead three finger jack however met a similar fate (laughs) (laughs) it's not funny death is not funny um he was shot in the head oh by henry so henry decapitated the corpse of joaquin murrieta and preserved the head in alcohol kind of like a little trophy pickled head basically that's disgusting kind of like proof of, of his death sure but nobody knows what it looks like so who could tell henry loved received six thousand dollars as well as any spoils he found after the battle so that's the end of the story how womp, much womp. how much of it is real though what did you make this up <laughs> it's predictive text no it's not, yeah, it's not. <laughs> i'm just kidding um so history.com says this story finds itself quote at the murky intersection of history, myth, and folklore, unquote. So some believe that Joaquin was more of, like, multiple people in one entity. Uh... Reason they believe this is because a lot of the the things that they accomplished, accomplished might be like a, a positive, a too positive word for what they did, but the things that they did, were far enough apart that happened on the same day Mm. that makes it like unbelievable that i was just one guy well you had mentioned that that he had other people running like other sections of his group maybe he just got the credit for everything which i thought of that too okay so the this story what i just told most of it is from the novelization of joaquin's life a book called the life and adventures of Joaquin Murrieta, the celebrated California bandit, by John Roland Ridge. Hmm. 
Anyway, so it's still up for debate whether, like, how much of it is real. People don't doubt that he was a man, like, that actually lived. Mm-hmm. But some people just, like, tend to doubt whether or not all the stuff of this is true. Gotcha. Um, and again, this is, like, this story is the novelization of his life. The the stuff, like, the discrimination, the um, prejudice and all that stuff did happen. did happen. That was a very real thing back then. Right. Still is in some places, I guess, but politics you know we don't get into yeah. it yeah well i i honestly like i think our theory is correct i would imagine that parts of his gang or parts of people that he was affiliated with probably did some of the things that he was mm-hmm. given credit for which would make sense right and then in that sense he still technically is associated but like he didn't do x y and z right right interesting um let me read this is this is from history.com i'm just going to read this um this little paragraph here um it says but while most of the fictionalizations about muriata contain those story elements there's a lot of debate about muriata's real life starting with whether or not he existed in the first place blah 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 california rangers did kill someone maybe muriata maybe not and then had that person's head pickled in alcohol and paraded around the state to celebrate their ability to catch such a storied outlaw. So the head pickling for sure was real. Yeah, that was real. What the heck? I, I can't remember if I read this somewhere. I couldn't find it again. I might have just like made it up while I was like, like, you know, imaginative kind of uh, storyline, alternate storyline. Uh-huh. But part of me was wondering if actually like the government was just using this figure as like... um. I don't know, kind of like a, a horror story, more or mm. less. I don't know. Or maybe like it was like the other way around where some people just started rumors about a bandit and like sent the government on a wild goose chase mm. for a guy like, wait, you know, wasting the time kind of mm-hmm. thing. Practical joke. Trademark right. Winston Bishop. Well, I, I don't know. I could see it being like also a form of comfort. If like a bunch of bad things are happening, they have one person to blame it on. Mm-hmm. So it's like you catch this one person, all of a sudden your fear goes away. Yeah. Kind of like um, serial killers. It's like, I'm sure there's, you know, hundreds of, of serial killers that we could talk about. But I also think a lot of people have been clumped in to like a serial killer death when in reality that wasn't the case. Yeah. Or people want to jump to the conclusion, like, oh, these things are happening. It has to be a serial killer. Yeah. You know? Something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Could be. Anyway, we'll leave it up to you to decide. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so this novel that was written, you know, Life and Adventures of Joaquin, whatever, the novel was actually loose inspiration for the beloved stories of... Robin Hood? No. Robin Hood was prior to this. Oh, I was about to get really excited. <laughs> no. The beloved stories of Zorro. Oh. And according to one source, Batman. Interesting. Yeah. Lo- loosely, loose inspiration. Zorro, I could totally see. Mm-hmm. That would, that's legit. Right. Zorro is so cool. That was uh, like what, what drew, drew me to, to this story, where it was like, real life Zorro, like who inspired the, the character of Zorro? I'm like, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Antonio Banderas was the one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a cool story. Yeah. That definitely kept me on my toes. I told you the end. I, I did say the end is kind of anticlimactic because, like, 
it's just a brief chase and then he just gets shot and he's dead it wasn't like a dramatic shootout like yeah there was and there's kelly you're right and there's not like like dick kelly um and there's not like any legacy as well besides like the legend of his story because after after he died a lot of his well all of his gang just like split up and tried to disappear and unassociate themselves with what they did womp 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 (laughs) but yeah Joaquin Murrieta well thanks I said I was going to avoid saying that here I'm saying it again (laughs) thanks for sharing that was definitely a good story yeah I have to try and do really well for next week just to keep (laughs) the uh, I don't know the fire going exactly yeah I don't, I don't know what it is, and I, I don't want to say we celebrate criminals and outlaws and stuff like that, but the stories are cool. Yeah, Because, sure. I, mean, I mean, we don't celebrate criminal activity. We don't condone it. <laughs> I feel like that goes without saying. Sure, sure, but sure, it, like, sure, it's, sure, sure. But it's still cool to hear about these stories. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, anyway. Um, okay, so everyone, thank you again for checking in, for listening, and um, keeping up with our story. Presley's trying to say hi, too. Time for us to go take care of our infant. Um, so we'll leave you with that. But uh, like always, don't forget to like and subscribe and tell your friends and rate us and all the things. And follow us on socials. Yeah, send in your stories to vandalipodcast.gmail.com. Also, let us know what it would take for you to get revenge on someone. I'm interested to know. That could get dark, though. I'm, I'm into it. Hmm. I'm just kidding. Or don't. <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> he's he's backtracking. Or don't. Um, all right. Well, good night, everyone. Actually, specifically, good night and good night, love. And miss all of us and love and prayers to all. <laughs> Predictive text? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm.